Welcome to The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau. Each week we step into biblical conversations as we uncover how faith influences culture and how culture influences our faith. Be prepared to hear from some amazing guests, known and unknown, insightful conversations that will get you thinking. And most importantly on the show, we're especially interested in encountering the living God and hearing how he's transforming lives. Check us out online at theperspective.tv. On Facebook, you can search The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau. And you can also find us on YouTube. Now live from the WDCX studios, here's your host, Mike Sherboneau. Hey everybody, Happy New Year! And uh, though we're almost a week into it, uh, I guess if we could ask a question, it'd be how many of you have broken uh, a resolution so far? Well, hopefully you're keeping all of them, but regardless of that, we're so glad you're listening to the program. And I got thinking about the show tonight. And when I listen to radio, I want it to be captivating. Uh, I want to talk about stuff that's of interest to me. And uh, I, I like it to be fun. I don't know. As I get older, I like the word fun. I like to smile at life, even though life has sometimes handed out quite a few lemons. And uh, you know what that's like. And I think tonight we've got all of that. We've got a very special guest on. It's my first time to do a show with her. And I'm just blown away by her bio. And, and this is great. I'm just going to read it, part of it to you. Uh, our special guest is Sherry Stahl tonight. She's a radio host, so they're going to keep me in line. She's an author, a speaker, a blogger. And But the best part is she grew up in a drag racing family. As she says, she's not your normal girl. But she's also the founder of Soul H2O Ministries with its award-winning blog. Does a lot in women's devotionals, uh, radio, podcast, and the list is on and on. She speaks everywhere and anywhere. And she's agreed to come on the program tonight. And uh, But she likes riding motorcycle with her husband, Todd. Now, the only problem I have with that is that Todd drives a Harley Davidson. So I don't know. That must mean they have a big pickup truck to pick up all the parts that fall off. Okay. That, that's a lame joke, but bikers understand it. If you want to call in tonight, the number is 800-684-2848. Uh, let me say it again, 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. We've got lots we're going to talk about tonight in this whole journey that is called life. But first of all, I want to welcome Sherry. And Sherry, thanks for coming on the program. And I was going to say putting up with me so far, but you didn't really have a chance, a choice. <laughs> Not a choice at all. I absolutely had a choice and it's been fun, Mike. Okay. Well, we hope it's only going to get better. And uh, <clears throat> Sherry, let's just dive in. You're living in the great metropolis of Leamington. <laughs> Now, that's just on the edge of the world, isn't it, somewhere? (laughs) We are literally the southernmost point of Canada. Like, when you look at the map and that little point that goes down past south of Detroit, that's exactly where we live. It's really beautiful because we don't get a lot of snow. Okay. It's kind of flat, though, isn't it? It is very flat. Very flat. But we have water. We're right on Lake Erie. There's beaches galore. Leamington Beach is really a hidden gem in Ontario. It is so beautiful. They now have boardwalks like Florida. It's so gorgeous down here in the summer, riding the motorcycle, which the Harley is the best. I don't quite know what you were talking about, the parts falling off. But riding the highway down along the the coast is just gorgeous. Okay. Well, I'm not going to argue it. 
I thought at first you were going to say riding the coast right now this time of year, but man, you're going to freeze your uh, your earlobes off. Mm -hmm. And um, let's jump in though, because you've got a story to tell and it's an amazing story. I know it's going to captivate people, but jump in. I, I like the line in your bio where he says, you're not a normal girl and you grew up in a drag racing family. Just give us a quick synopsis of what that means. And I think your mom was in, inducted into the Drag Racing Hall of Fame. Did I get that right? Yeah. So my mom was just inducted to the drag, the Canadian Drag Racing Hall of Fame um, a couple months ago. My dad had been inducted the year before, and it was at a Lamborghini dealership in Montreal. A very cool, cool venue. Uh, my parents were both inducted together to the uh, the Racing Hall of Fame, the Motorsports Hall of Fame. And they actually were inducted with Mario Andretti. And he he actually, at the end, to help raise money for the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame, auctioned off his checker flag socks. And my dad, who loves an auction, could not let it go and would have paid anything to get those socks. So we have uh, Mario Andretti's dirty, stinky socks in one of those shadow boxes in my parents' house. So I grew up in uh, drag I just want to ask, how much my did parents... he pay? But I guess I can't. I, you know, I can't okay. even remember. It was thousands and thousands. I can't even remember how much it was. But money well spent because it really made my dad world to have something from Mario Andretti and, and to be honored alongside him. Um, really an incredible night for our family. My, my parents had the drag strips for years. And so all of our family worked there, volunteered, volunteered. They were there. Uh, my sister and I working at the racetrack. But even before that, we, we grew up at the races. We grew up at boxing matches. My family was huge into boxing my sister and I with these cute little blonde girls saying jab, jab, uppercut. <laughs> we didn't even know what the terms meant, but uh, lots and of you, you say those same uh, words at boss. church now, don't you? Jab, jab, uppercut. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take us a little farther. How did, no. <laughs> how did this, you have this relationship with Jesus? Because that was a transformational yeah. moment. Absolutely. So I grew up, you know, my family was more at the racetrack than in the church. Now, I was blessed to have grandparents who were always in the church as soon as the doors were open and took me to Brayside Camp, where I heard about Jesus for the very first time when I was about four or five. And I will never forget walking down the, the aisle of that children's center and giving my life to Christ. And, you know, I remember just feeling this weight fall off which I don't even understand at this age, what weight did I have at that age? But, you know, life is not always easy, even for little kids. And um, God met me in a profound way that night and has continued to meet me over and over at Brayside Camp and in my bedroom as I'm driving down a road in churches anywhere. But that that night started the relationship with God that I knew that any time I was broken, I was in need, I could go to him and his presence would be so incredible in everything that I needed. So it makes it sound like you started out this way. I mean, how cool everyone was, at least as a guy, want to be at the drag races and a great <laughs> experience at summer camp. And then everybody lived happily ever after, correct? <laughs> I wish, I wish. Um, 
I I went to church on the the church bus. I was fortunate. My uncle started driving uh, a church bus and got to go every week. So I would sneak out of having to go to the races on the weekend as much as possible so that I could go to church and just kept growing in that relationship with Christ. So by my teen years, I was very involved, felt the call of God on my life. But actually a youth pastor spoke into my life after a, a convention that we had. And he he said long before I ever felt God calling me into preaching ministry, how he saw that, you know, God had this call in my life to preach. And I literally thought he was off his rocker. I'd only seen, you know, a few women preachers. Um, I was fortunate to have uh, my aunt who is, was a pastor, but not at my church. I didn't get to see her preaching so much. Um, but anyways, I just had this call of God in my life from a young age, went to Bible college and had the most incredible time there, grew even closer to the Lord and met this charismatic guy. He actually was a friend of a friend and my roommate's uh, fiance's friend. And I was smitten by his charisma and it wasn't long before we were married and immediately on the honeymoon things turned very sour very quickly. And I had a a feeling the first night I wanted to just call my parents and ask them to pick me up. I stayed in the bathroom for a long time, questioning whether I should do that. And, um, you know, you're a young Christian girl and you just feel that you're married, even though it's been only hours that you uh, you need to stay, and this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. Let's pause for a second. Let me ask a question, because many people listening today <clears throat> would say that they're followers of Jesus, or maybe they're thinking of coming back to Him, uh, or they're not sure where they're at. But how do we hear God's voice? And, you know, if you love God so much, why would He allow you to make such a big screw-up? Like if you knew them the first night that, hey, this has been a big mistake. Um, Did you ever wrestle with that question? Absolutely. I asked God that so many times. And it took really years, probably decades, to get to a final answer. And what I really came to accept is that God doesn't push any of us to choose his will. And so... I don't necessarily, I I don't fully understand, you know, did I do the right thing getting married, given what I know now, but what I knew then, was it God's will, and he wasn't listening for God's direction in his life. Um, That was a big thing that God really had to settle in my heart, that how can I hear you if I've just made a really big mistake. And then, you know, times would get good and it would seem okay, but that was such a a difficult, uh, you know, decision to come to and and to understand how can I hear God's voice and still make mistakes? And I think coming to understand you're going to make mistakes. Um, But God also, you know, he he lets people make their choices. And so I could make the choices to follow what God wants for my life when the person you are united with maybe doesn't. 
Very interesting. Well, you didn't bail on the first day or the second day. I think you went on to have those mm -hmm. things called kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there there was seasons of, oh, good, and then seasons of horrible. It was, you know, from the beginning, there was just such dysfunction. And, you know, we both came in with brokenness. So, um, you know, we could just sit and you know, just spew out awful stories and difficult circumstances. But the reality is we all come to life and marriage with different brokenness, things that have happened to us in our childhood, in our teen years, that bring us to that point that we're not always whole. But, you know, God brought such beautiful kids out of that unhealthy circumstance. And I, you know, I wouldn't change things because I wouldn't have Brandon and Shelby and they are seriously the best gift that God's ever given me next to Todd. Wow. That's a big statement. You know, as we're thinking about what you're talking about, I just want to say to our listeners, could it be that you've started on a journey and you feel like I made a huge mistake huge mistake. Is there any hope? How do I reclaim the past? How do I dig my way out? Sherry, what would you say to somebody in that situation tonight who is just really wondering, they're plummeting the depths of what they're feeling and saying, oh man, there can't be any way out. This is going to be like 50 years of hard labor. Mm. I say do what I have done over and over and over that I started at Brayside Camp. You just go to God literally just get in his presence, talk to him like you talk to a friend, just ask him for help. Sometimes a prayer to him is just the word help or just the word Jesus when you can't get anything else out. But I believe that as you know, I've continued to just go back to him and go back to him in whatever brokenness I'm experiencing in my life, Every time his presence comes in and gives me what I need to get through until the good comes. Love that answer. We're going to invite you tonight. Uh, Sherry and I are going to be talking for a while. She's agreed to stay on for the whole program. So my goodness, you're a long distance runner, Sherry. If you can hang on for an hour with me, that's <laughs> great. So uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I want to invite our friends. If you have a question for Sherry, just wondering how do I cope or maybe you'd like prayer tonight. Uh, the phone lines are open. It's 800-684-2848, 800-684-2848. That's in the, uh, the greater Toronto area, Niagara region. And for all our Buffalo Bill friends in Buffalo, it is 883-5000. You're listening to The Perspective with Mike Sherbino. You can reach us anytime at prayer at theperspective.tv. Prayer at theperspective.tv. And, and folks, in about another four weeks, we're going to have not just an email address to write to us, but we're going to have a toll-free number where people can call for prayer at any time. And Sherry is going to be telling us a little bit about that uh, exciting development. I want you to stay with us. We're going to be right back with Sherry Stahl in a moment, right after a short break. We all love stories. They shape our minds, fuel our passions, and give perspective to our situation. Speaking of perspective, have you checked out The Perspective on your local TV network? The Perspective is Canada's newest daily faith-based program that addresses the issues between faith and culture. You will hear stories from guests like Lisa Bevere, Daryl Strawberry, Paul Henderson, The Godwink People, David Nurse, and many more. 
Hosted by Dr. Mike Sherbino, The Perspective is here to help you find and follow Jesus. Check us out at theperspective.tv. Welcome back to The Perspective with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 716-883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're back with us and uh, especially glad that Sherry Stahl is with us. Sherry, thanks for being on the program tonight. We're glad you're here. My pleasure. Now, Sherry, in this marriage, it's kind of sounded like it just went for a couple of years and then you got out of it. But actually, I think you're in the marriage for 20 years. Is that correct? I was. I was. And it was a very long winter season. And, and there were definitely, like I mentioned in a little bit ago, there were ups and downs. And there were good times where you thought that things were being salvaged and um you know, it's just life where it, it happens like that, where things are good and then they're bad and then they're good and then they're bad. But it just was so unhealthy. And that cycle was very much, you know, the deep, deep lows and the deep, deep, the the really high highs. So it was very unhealthy, really dysfunctional. But through it all, God continued to be with me. And even in the most difficult of circumstances, I was continuing to, you know, speak at women's ministry events, doing ladies Bible studies and taking my kids to church and doing the best that I could to make it the best for my kids that I could. Um, and, And God was really with me. But when it all completely fell apart, um, it was really, really difficult for the kids and for I, um, but I'm going to, I just want to share with people what really got me through. And so definitely like what I shared before the break, getting in God's presence, hands down, his presence will hold you and, and wrap you in those seasons. But sometimes you need Jesus with skin on. <laughs> and okay. I know that in that season, I had such incredible friends and some family members who were there for me that I just, I wouldn't have made it through without that. I think of Kevin and Wendy Pauls and my, my BFF Rochelle and Lise and um, other family members, my sister, people who would pray with me. They would, you know, when I couldn't pray for myself, they were there praying for me. They were there, you know, helping me with my kids. And, and through that season, um, I, I also did a really incredible thing. I joined a group called Divorce Care. I'm not sure if you've heard of that one. I've heard of that. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. What's Divorce so Care like? It's an incredible, a, a really incredible program. Um, I don't get any money for promoting it, but I highly encourage it if you are separated to join uh, on their website, because if there's a chance for your marriage to get back, they will encourage you in that way. Um, But they will help you through the emotional trauma, really, of when you go through separation that is leading towards divorce. Um, But divorcecare.org is an incredible ministry. They send you daily emails with scripture, prayers, encouragement. It seemed like I would open up my inbox and it was everything I needed to be encouraged that morning. Um, It was just so helpful. I joined a support group through them at a church in my town. It was really, really helpful. And they also, in the the program of divorce care, 
they helped me to learn that I needed to take care of myself, something I wasn't very good at. And it was no, really by that, a, I mean, physically you to, need to go out and jog or just take some mental breaks. Describe that. Um, so by the point that I don't join divorce care, I was probably down to a hundred pounds, maybe just a little over, sometimes a little under a hundred pounds. I couldn't eat. I couldn't wow. sleep. I remember I would go days where I would barely catch a wink. I was so stressed out, living in fear of what this would mean for my kids, for me. Um, but uh, through the divorce care program, I remember the one specific, and they, they talked about getting proper sleep, getting, you know, to take care of yourself. And I had been going to counseling, and, and that was really critical. That was critical, and actually for me to be able to leave that unhealthy marriage and to heal but that divorce care program was really excellent. Um, the most effective definitely for healing was God's word and worship, though. And I don't know if we have time, but there's some key scriptures that God used to help me heal in that season. And I'm wondering if maybe we could just talk about a few of them. Yeah, let's do that. Why don't you share two or three of them okay. right now? Yeah. So I know you talked there about is, uh, You go for it. Okay, well, I know the, there was one verse, uh, Luke one forty five. that had been a life verse for me. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has told her will come true. And so I remember really struggling that my marriage was ending in divorce when I knew there was no way to salvage it. Because I felt God calling me into ministry since a young age, like I mentioned, and to to feel that that marriage was falling apart, a marriage that I felt God telling me as a teenager that whoever I married, I'd be in ministry with. And I just couldn't understand how it could all fall apart. And then I remember reading the verse Micah 7, 8, that says, though I fall, I will rise. And so when I went through divorce, I made Micah 7, 8, my password on my computer so that I would not forget those words. I, I would put in Micah 78 wow. for the username and then I will rise was my password. And so I just kept putting that scripture in my head. And another life verse that just kept holding me too through this time was Hebrews 10 verses 35 to 36 and 39. I know that as I'm sharing these verses, they're going to encourage people listening. And I hope that if you're listening, you're going to hold on to these verses and like, just like I did. It says, so do not throw away your confidence. It holds a great reward. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. And those words, I just held on to them that God, I don't understand what I'm going through and why it's so difficult but that your plans and your purposes will one day come about. And I'm, I'm walking in them today. You read that bio. And when I hear people saying my bio on interviews, it just seems almost surreal that I could have walked through, a, <laughs> you know, two decades of such brokenness to be in the place where God has taken all that brokenness and used it for his glory to help me and to help others that I'm happily remarried 
in ministry with my husband, lots of times he, my first book, he did the illustrations for it. Um, it's just incredible how God has so turned things around. And I do believe if you stand on his word that he says, you know, I'm going to turn it around. I think Romans eight twenty eight. And he's working all things for our good. Not that all things are good, but that he's working them all together for our good. It's going to change your life and it will bring about the healing that you need. When did you find yourself starting to get well? Like did all of a sudden when your new husband came into your life, did that restore your self-esteem or had that changed prior because I know that many people, when they go through divorce, yeah. they just feel so stigmatized. And I just want to speak a word yeah. of hope to anybody going through that. Or, you know, divorce is a kind of like a public failure. I've screwed up. I've messed up. But there yeah. are so many other things that that could be applied to as well. So how did oh, you absolutely. got a hold of Scripture and you claim the promises of God? Did you discover like your mindset was changing and started to come out of the fog? Absolutely. And I really think it was counseling that I started previously, you know, to help try and fix the marriage. And the more that I would go to counseling, I would get healed and understand dysfunction that I didn't, you know, really have a way of understanding how dysfunctional things were. But as I, you know, went through the counseling, that absolutely helped me and helped break mindsets. Um, but I remember going through divorce in the season where, you know, everything hadn't settled yet. That is when God absolutely began the rebuilding of my life. And I do believe that verse Micah seven, eight, that I will rise and putting that as my computer password, that kind of stuff, that was the beginning of it because it just started to build this resolve in me that, yeah, okay, I am completely fallen flat on my face, made, you know, people can all see, you know, trying to keep that house of cards going for so long. And it's everyone knows now how messed up things were, but that God began to do that work. Um, it was definitely a lot of counseling, a lot of soul searching, a lot of books. I read so many books on healing, emotional health, um, and I continue to because, you know, there's lots of things in my life. All of us, we have different, you know, circumstances that we've gone through in our life that take years, decades to get through. But it is incredible. I remember my pastor's wife prayed for me um, in that season. And she prayed that God would put me and the kids in like an intensive care unit. And I believe there was like a year and a half period before I met my husband and started dating him. Um, but that year and a half period, I was home alone so much. <laughs> and for an extrovert, that was really difficult. But really getting into God's word right. and, and scripture did makes such a difference. How old were your kids at that time? Um, high school. And then um, we really, unfortunately, there was just so many back and forth breakups for about a five year period um, where sometimes we'd be living separate uh, in the that house. It becomes very or, hard for everybody. Absolutely wow. unhealthy. Uh -uh. 
Yeah. And and so, yeah. Sherry, so in a moment, was, in a moment, we're going to come back because you also did something that was very strategic in changing the landscape in your life. You called some prayer lines and you had people pray for you. And got a remarkable story to tell about that right after the break, and even how it's going to impact the perspective, which is very cool. But I just want to say before we run to the next break that you're listening to The Perspective with Mike Sherbino, my guest and I, Sherry Stahl, who lives in the uh, grand metropolis of Leamington, Ontario. Really glad you're with us tonight, Sherry. And if at any time you'd like prayer, just write to me, prayer at theperspective.tv. Be glad to pray for you and to encourage you in this journey called life. And as we go into the uh, second half of the program tonight, now that you've been listening to Sherry, uh, I know that she would love to pray for you. I would be glad to pray for you. And maybe you're dealing with an illness. Maybe it's a broken situation like Sherry's gone through. Uh, We don't need to know those details. God alone knows. But we're happy to pray for you. And folks, all I can tell you is this, is that when we pray, things happen. And I no longer call them coincidences, but... You know, the more I've prayed for sick people, the more they've gotten better. The more I've prayed for people who have been discouraged and going through hard times, we've seen transformation. And many times in my own life, I've received prayer, and it's what put has put me uh, back on my feet. It's righted the, the keel of the ship and has kept me going. And we would love to pray for you. That number is 800-684-2848. 800-684-2848. Or in Buffalo, 883-5000. Why don't you give us a call? We're going to be right back after another short break. North End Church in St. Catharines is a church that believes that no one is perfect, everyone is welcome, and anything is possible. Join us each Sunday at either 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. Parents, your children will love the dynamic kids program and the music and teaching from God's Word will awaken your journey with God as well. Find us at northendchurch.ca or visit us this Sunday at 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines. The welcome mat is always out for you. If you're hearing my voice right now, you're tuned in to The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau right here on WDCX. And you might be thinking to yourself, I have a prayer request that's on my heart that I would love to share. Just email prayer at theperspective.tv. Again, that's prayer at theperspective.tv. Mike would love to hear from you. Or better yet, call the show right now at 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back to the program. Uh, this is Mike Sherbino, and my special guest is Sherry Stahl. And Sherry, the whole story is just totally wonderful, except for the part where you ride off with your husband on the back of a Harley. I just can't get over that, but I'm going to work through it, okay? I'll go for counseling, and uh, I'll get some help on that. So... Um, But hey, in all seriousness, you went through a very dark time and you began to call out, to reach out to many people for help, and you called a prayer line. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that story and where it has taken you today. So when I was going through divorce, at times, you know, I, I almost felt like I was being a burden to my friends, calling them too much, and I would be worried about that. And or maybe it was in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day when all my friends were at work. Um, I remembered that Crossroads had a 24-7 prayer line. And so I would call those prayer lines uh, just a few times. But every time I did, it was just like that 
prayer partner on the other line would pray for me and God's peace would come over my life and my worry, my fear, my dread of the future would lift. And I would just get this encouragement that I needed. It was like a shot in the arm of, you know, a vitamin shot in your arm or whatever. It was just strength. And, and then years passed and my daughter went through a very serious, deep depression. And I remember calling those prayer lines again and how those prayer partners, I'll never forget one. And she just had the words that I needed to hear that day and praying for my daughter who is doing extremely well now. And I just, it made such a difference in my life, having people pray for me total strangers that I don't even know. I'm believing that when we get to heaven, you know, God's going to say, hey, remember that person that prayed for you? Here they are. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. But (laughs) those, those prayer lines made an impact on me. And I didn't even know how powerful that impact and how God would kind of make a ripple effect of that impact. We're talking like a decade later now, over a decade later. That is, um, it's an amazing story. And in between all of that, you have been writing books, um, Water in the Desert, mm-hmm. you're speaking internationally. Uh, you also have a new book that's coming out soon. Uh, tell us about the books and then take us back to the new job that you have at Crossroads. And if yeah. not everybody knows what Crossroads is, it's the organization that hosts Canada's longest running daytime program uh, called 100 Huntley Street. But uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how people can get a hold of you because you go out and you speak and you teach in a variety of places and you've got, looks like some fantastic books that you have written. Love to hear about that right now. Okay. Well, um, after I went through divorce and God, you know, brought healing in my life, my first year getting remarried to Todd I wrote the book Water in the Desert, and it really includes the scripture, some of the ones I've mentioned on this show, and so many more. One of the other scriptures that God spoke to me in that time was from Isaiah 43, 19 to 21, where he says, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do not perceive it. I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And he brought me that water in the desert. And then it it talks about how, you know, that living water should well up in us and, you know, come flowing out of us. And he did that in my life. He he brought such joy, uh, turned my life completely around, my daughter's life completely around and my son doing well. It's just been this incredible journey. So I, I wrote Water in the Desert. And then the publisher encouraged me to, um, start a blog and so, or start sending out emails. And then they turned into a blog called soul H2O. And then the blog led to a book and then the book led to the radio show and did uh, soul H2O on joy radio for over four years. And it was really amazing because when I, I published water in the desert and I self published first, but then word alive came and they heard me speaking at a conference and heard me mention that my husband had written a men's devotional called 40 Days in the Man Cave. And they came and they asked if they could republish my book and publish my husband's book. And so this prophetic word that was spoken over my life as a young teenager that, 
you know, I'd be one in marriage and one in ministry. And I knew that this would one day happen. All of a sudden started coming true where both of our books, our devotions, uh, God released at the same time. And then there was a 40-day challenge that churches and individuals take through our books. And it's just been this incredible journey through it, you know, speaking just went all over and continue. Thankfully, it's coming back after the pandemic. I, I love so that. Cool. I love speaking. Yeah. But then God just after, you know, the pandemic shut down speaking. And so I just, you know, I've, I've always done business consulting on the side and I was, you know, trying to keep doing, a, you know, a million different jobs and trying to fund the ministry. And, and then God opened up this incredible opportunity for me. And it, that's a whole show in itself, how God coordinated this job interview. Um, just incredible. But I'm now working at Crossroads that you mentioned. They, you know, release 100 Huntley Street, See Here Love, Hey Maisha, so many great uh, TV shows, podcasts, it's just incredible, but it's the same place that has the, the call in 24 seven prayer lines that I called in the depths of despair. And my job is to help now that same um, format that they have for a 1-800 prayer line is now becoming available just in the spring for churches, nonprofits, Christian businesses, Christian schools to have their own number. And that's what you're going to have for the perspective so that people listening to your show can call into your number, get prayer 24 seven, like I did prayer. That's going to change their lives, bring the presence of God into their car, into their home, wherever they find themselves calling in. And I am just blown away by God and how he made this full circle and put me in a place where I feel like I am just thriving working at Crossroads. It's it's an incredible place, incredible people to work with. And the thoughts of being able to help more people get prayer like I did in the middle of a difficult circumstance, I just, I am like overjoyed. That is, uh, it's an amazing story, and uh, I'm excited on a very personal level for what that number will do for what we're doing with television and with radio, uh, because yeah. what we have this program right now on WDCX, but we're trusting God that we're going to be able to syndicate it in the very near future into many other cities in Canada. So, you know, it's a real partnership. Crossroads is helping me. And uh, together, we are being able to to share God's love and his encouragement to so many people. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to us about what you do right now. We're going to take three more minutes before we go to a break. What do you do to keep your joy? Because every marriage needs hard, you know, you got to work at it. Um, even if you do ride a Harley, you know, there's still more to life <laughs> than that. <laughs> I just like rubbing that there in. Still... So I just, I'll keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think you're maybe a little jealous of the Harley thing. I think maybe that's We're not going to talk is, about but... my jealousy problem. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave there that for another show. 
But uh, yeah. talk to me, Sherry, about how I, you how do you sustain? What are the good practices that you're doing now? What are what are some wise things that would help people? I I literally think the Harley thing is a good example. Is to get out there and have fun. Um, Todd and I we will get on the bike and we will ride. We laugh. It, it's to me. I don't know. I love it. I think it's great. It, you get out in the fresh air. Um, but having something, you know, that you enjoy doing and to, to have that hobby with your spouse is really great. Um, but I think if you want to bring joy in your life, you need to have some hobbies. You need to have things for yourself too. Um, it's not good if you're just looking for your spouse to bring joy into your life, you're going to end up very unhappy because only God can meet your needs all the time, but you have to have fun. And uh, we have fun with, uh, you know, friends, lots of things. Um, You know, I've mentioned all the spiritual things that you need to do, but that is, you you need to make fun. You you talked about it at the beginning of the show, the the older you get, the more you're like, I want to have fun. Life is difficult. So you need to intentionally do things, go to movies, uh, you know, play games, do things where you're going to laugh. Okay. You you can still stay on the program if we can do that. Okay. I like to laugh. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things talking about laughter, I was at a conference uh, uh, probably four years ago now. It was at uh, Southlands Church in a place called Steinbeck, Manitoba. And Steinbeck is actually flatter than Leamington, just for the record. Oh, it but, is. Absolutely. I was out there speaking. Okay. Ago. Well, I you know, I was at that yeah. one of the conferences and they wanted us to do a reflecting question. And the question was this. They said, what do you think God likes about you? And I wasn't used to mm-hmm. thinking that way. I mean, that's that's just mm-hmm. kind of not my, not my shtick. But I paused and I prayed and I said, Lord, (laughs) what is it that you like about me? And I could hear just God say so clearly in my soul. He said, Michael, I like your sense of humor. And I thought, finally, I've got someone on my side. Nobody else does, but God, you do. (laughs) And I have, I got to be honest, I have laughed more and enjoyed uh, just communicating with people so much more and you know, you have to be careful what you say. You don't want to come out, uh, you know, a little sideways with your sense of humor. But there is a fun side to life. And, you know, I don't believe for a moment God laugh- wants us to go through life sucking on lemons. And the no, Apostle Paul, I- you know, he talked about joy in the midst of knowing that he was going to be soon martyred for his faith. The book of Philippians is all about God's joy in the midst of difficult times. And uh, just before we go to the final break tonight, I just want to leave with our listeners the fact that uh, God wants to put his smile back on your face. He wants to help you to realize that the situation you're in, he is there. And maybe you feel like you're in a storm but and your boat's going to sink, but it's not because the Savior is there. We'd love to pray for you. The lines have been kind of quiet tonight, but it's a good chance to call in. And I... I just have a sense in my heart that there's uh, maybe one or two people listening who are in the midst of going through one of those things called divorce, uh, just like Sherry has talked about. And you need to be prayed for. And I also have 
just a sense in my heart that there's somebody, and I know there's many listening tonight who are dealing with cancer, but especially someone who it's impacting your eye. I don't know why, but the Spirit of God is just putting that on my heart. And if that's you, would you call in? You can call in anybody for prayer. The number is going to be given in a moment, 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. We just got 15 minutes left in the show. And uh, if I've just touched on something that's close to your heart, know this. It's not me. It's the Spirit of God. And uh, we want to pray for you. Stay with us. You're listening to The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau and Sherry Stahl tonight. And we're going to be right back in just a moment. We all love stories. They shape our minds, fuel our passions, and give perspective to our situation. Speaking of perspective, have you checked out The Perspective on your local TV network? The Perspective is Canada's newest daily faith-based program that addresses the issues between faith and culture. You will hear stories from guests like Lisa Bevere, Daryl Strawberry, Paul Henderson, The Godwink People, David Nurse, and many more. Hosted by Dr. Mike Sherboneau, The Perspective is here to help you find and follow Jesus. Check us out at theperspective.tv. Mark it in your calendar. The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau every Saturday night from 6 to 7 p.m. Right here on Truth 99.5 WDCX. Hey, we're glad you're back with us for the final uh, 15 minutes. And if you'd like to call in for prayer, it's 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Or you can write me prayer at theperspective.tv. But um, I just have a strong sense that there are some people right now that, that have a need in their life, and maybe you just feel kind of embarrassed to call in, but don't. Sherry, you called into a line a long time ago, and and yep. God just met you at that moment, didn't he? He absolutely did, and I think sometimes it is scary to make a call and to put yourself out there, but whenever you do, God meets you where you're at, and he really does bring his presence that changes your life. I'd like in a moment for you to talk to me about the new book that you have that's coming out. But before we do that, would yeah. can I ask you just to offer a brief prayer for people that are in the situation like you've described that you walked through? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's like 20 years of hard labor and you tried and then, it, you know, it was back and forth, back and forth. And finally that decision to leave and Everyone had to be emotionally exhausted, but God has brought you through. And what an encouragement it's been just to hear you share uh, a little bit of your journey. I know there's so much more, uh, but would you pray for some of those people tonight who are really struggling? And uh, it might be that they'll write into us on our prayer line, but if you could pray right now, that would be wonderful. Well, God, I just thank you so much that we can come to you any day, any time of the day, anywhere. We don't have to be in a special place. You come and you meet us where we are. And so, God, I pray for those people that are listening, that are in the, the difficult circumstances of life, whether it's divorce, the death of a loved one, uh, financial struggles, or whatever it is. God, you know what is going on in their lives. And Lord, I, I do sense to pray, though, for people that are going for, through divorce. And God, you know the, the, 
the breaking of a heart and the tearing apart of one flesh that you join together and how that tears us apart. And so, God, for those that are sitting at home and feeling torn apart in their emotions, God, I pray that your presence would move in, that you would just wrap your arms around them. Holy Spirit, you are our comforter, and I thank you that you are going to be moving out and moving into these people's hearts right now, whether they're at home, in their car, wherever they are, if they're walking out on the road, roadsides, wherever they are, God, you are meeting with them. And God, I just thank you that your presence is moving into those broken places. Because it's when you move in that God, the, the lies of the enemy that keep us down, they get, they get pushed aside. The truth comes that we are your beloved. And so God, I pray that that truth, that, that the people listening that are feeling that brokenness, that they would understand they are your, you, they're your beloved. You care about them so much. And so, God, I thank you for what you're going to do and how you're going to turn their lives around. I think of the story of Esther and how it looked like her life was going to end and her nation, the people in Israel, their whole lives, the whole nation was going to be put to death. But God, you turned it all around. And in Esther chapter nine, it says the tables returned. And God, I believe you are turning the tables for people listening tonight. God, the circumstances that have been going on, maybe even like me that that seemed for decades were going on. But God, now, now, the time is now, and you are turning the tables to bring glory and goodness into their life. And we praise you and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And like I've already been saying, that if if you need prayer, write to us, prayer at theperspective.tv. And uh, I'll do my best to get back to you even this evening. So as we talk about the story that you have been living out, Sherry, there's been so many different parts that we can identify with. All of us have a unique part to our story. And I don't know what everyone else is feeling. Um, I know some of those things. Uh, you know, I've seen the death of loved ones, you know, we've gone through the cancer thing and all sorts of other stuff like mm -hmm. that, financial hardships. But in the midst of that, we have a choice and we have to choose who we're going to trust in. And we have to choose if we're going to cast our care on Jesus because he mm -hmm. cares for us. And what I have been quickly learning, Sherry, is that through the ministry that God has given you and through your writing and your podcasts and uh, radio and TV and all those good things, you have been teaching that principle, principles that you've lived through. Tell us how people can get a hold of you and uh, and tell us about your latest book that's almost ready to come out. <laughs> well, they can get a hold of me or find out all the different things that I do on my website. It's just my name.com. So Sherry Stahl. Spelled a little differently, I think. Uh, S H E R R Y S T A H L. So SherryStahl.com. But yeah, so they'll find the books there and links to the radio show, podcasts, um, all the different things. But I have actually just in, begun writing the book. It's not just about out. It's just, you know just starting to come out into pen. It's been a 
um, a sermon I've preached a few times, uh, blog posts, and one of my radio show episodes, I, I talked about it a little bit. But there's a verse in Isaiah 49, and it talks about how God takes us, and, he sh- and it, there's this imagery of an archer, and how God takes us and he makes us into an arrow. And he, it says how he sharpens us, us. And you think of, you know, back, you know, those ancient arrows and they're, you know, they're made out of stone and they had to chip away at it and how he has to do that. It talks about him hiding us. And, um, but then how he takes us, he takes those arrows and they're for a purpose and he releases them out of his quiver where he's kept them. And so how he takes us and he has a purpose for our life. And so that's kind of the basis for the book. It's, uh, you know, I, I think I'll probably have it written by March and released later this year, but it's been a message that has been close to my heart because I found out a few years ago that my maiden name is Fletcher and then the name actually means arrow maker. And so God had shown me that. And I just felt like there was some significance with my last name. And it's incredible. You never know when you name your child, how much God's going to use that. My middle name is Lynn, which means pools of water. And I've written a book called Water in the Desert and Soul H2O. So God has me on that water theme. But but then Fletcher and how he's, you know, bringing some truth about who I am. And he's been speaking so much about my identity to me and and who he sees me as. And like you're talking about looking at, you know, your quirky humor and things and how God loves that about you. He loves all these different things about us that he's placed inside of us. So that's some of what God's been working in me. And now it's always kind of my experience for me in writing. It's been God works it in and through my life and then gets me to write it out so that the way he's helped me, it's going to help others. That's very cool. Well, Sherry, I just want to thank you for coming on the program tonight. And you can find Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, Stahl, S-T-A-H-L. That's what a Harley does. It stalls. But anyways, you can find SherryStahl.com <laughs> and uh, make sure you uh, invite her to come preach at your church. And I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm, you know what, somewhere in the next week or two, we're going to check that out because I want uh, Sherry to come and, and speak this message to our people. They desperately need it. We all need it. So Sherry, thanks for being with us. I'm going to take the last three minutes to wrap up myself. It's just been a delight. And we're going to hear more about Anyone Pray, the, the movement out of Crossroads to uh, help ministries like ours and churches to be there uh, as a beacon of light in those dark nights for people so they can call in and talk to someone. And uh, thank you again for coming on the program. My privilege, Mike. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Sherry. And hey, as you're listening tonight to The Perspective, we've got the last minute where we're just going to wrap up. And if you're in the Niagara region, I just want to put a shout out to uh, say that if you don't have a church to attend, you're welcome to come to North End Church. I'm going to start a whole new teaching series tomorrow that uh, I've kind of been wondering about doing it for over 30 years, and that's to teach from the book of Revelation. It just seems like a timely thing with everything that's happening in the world. We wonder, well, what's going on? What does God say? And he does have an answer. He does have a word to say. 
And uh, I'm going to begin tomorrow. You can catch it at 9 o'clock or 10.30, or you can catch the online version at 10.30 as I begin teaching um, from the book of Revelation. Tomorrow's chapter 1. It's all about Jesus is coming. Who is this Jesus? And uh, we discover that he is a magnificent God and a magnificent Lord. So that's just a shout out. If you don't have a church to call home, we'd love to have you come and be with us. And at any time, you can write to us at The Perspective. Just write prayer at theperspective.tv. We'll get back to you. We want to encourage you in this journey called life. And if you're listening tonight and you've never placed your trust in Jesus and you're wondering, how do I know Christ? How do I walk with him? Then friend, can I just say to you tonight, just say, Lord Jesus, I'm opening up my heart. I'm asking you to be my savior. Hear my prayer tonight. And if you prayed that, write me. Prayer at the perspective.tv. I'll get back to you. Thanks for listening.